0: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show, the show that is so bad it stinks worse than that one day old pile in baby New Year's diaper. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit, here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe-smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine. Tuesday night, January 2nd, 2018. Another year. Alright, well, here we go. Uh, In uh, tonight's show, in Pipe Parts, uh, blend review time. And I'm going to uh, do uh, the Virginia... 507C Virginia Slices and uh, my guest is uh, Rick Farah who most of you may know as Briarville Rick so, uh, it'll be, it's a lot of fun to talk to Rick and uh, we'll talk all about pipe repair and other stuff and then uh, music that was recommended and a mailbag to get all caught up and then a rant at the end of the show uh, so anyway as you are listening to this I am on my way to Manchester, England. Uh, we leave uh, well. We leave Charlotte about 6 p.m. Tuesday night, and uh, off we go. Uh, and again, I'm just going over there for a week to help my daughter get settled in. And uh, any of you want to send your uh, hopes, wishes, and prayers for us, that would be wonderful. I'll be back in a week, so not to worry. I won't be staying there. Too cold and dreary for me and uh, as far as i know there's no indoor smoking places in all of manchester or all of england but anyway if you see me standing on the street (laughs) stop and say hi Um, if the show sounds the same to you that's because it is the uh, new technology is just not working out quite yet and i still need to spend some more time learning with it And the next time that I think I'm going to get a bright idea and get IT people involved or computer people involved, I need to have my head rearranged because they speak a whole different language than I do. Uh, Just a completely different type of person. Uh, But anyway... Uh, Hopefully we'll get it figured out I got a whole bunch of new stuff to play with But in the meantime, wanted to get this show out for you So, speaking of the show Everybody, let's get the show rolling So sit back, relax, fire up a bowl Thank you all for tuning in And here we go Alright, here we go Sutlifts, it's called 507C Virginia Slices Or Virginia Flake And it, uh, I'm, I'm, let's just, let me be honest with you. I'm really familiar with it. Okay. I know it and I know it well. Um, here's the background on the, here's the background on it. In 2007 or eight, I believe the, uh, what is now known as the Sutliff Tobacco Factory Wanted a just a basic straight Virginia Flake, unflavored, un unadulterated, and they went to the Orlick Tobacco Company, and Orlick said, "Certainly, we can make that for you. We have it, and we can sell it to you in five-pound bricks." And then the the idea was that yeah, you know, then Sutliff didn't have the capability at that time to do those perfect. European uh, slices or flakes. So this one was going to be, you know, further treated or ca- or cased or, you know, other stuff was going to happen with it. And then it would be simply cut. So it came over. They weren't able to proceed further with it. But at the same time, they decided, you know what, maybe some of our customers just want a bulk straight Virginia. There's really nothing else, nothing else exactly like it on the market. Uh, So it, it kind of stuck around and then a a few people found it and it started to build in kind of a, uh, a cult popularity of just a very simple straight Virginia, unadulterated even in the uh, in the transfer, the purchase of uh, Sutliff by McBaron, it moved over. It stayed identical. All right. So here's what you get with it. It's a Virginia. That's it. Virginia tobaccos that are blended of different grades and different, you know, slightly different styles, and it just creates a very mild, very smooth tobacco. Um, now I. As I said before, with all the uh, with all the blending, uh, with all the blend reviews that I was going to do, I'd get some brand new. At the same time, I was looking around and I found some older stuff. So th- this one I was able to compare you know, what three years of age has uh, does to it versus factory fresh or as fresh as my purchase was from Smoking Pipes. Um, let me just say that the uh, the extra two years or three years depending on how long you know, how fresh this new stuff is uh, does some to it doesn't change it dramatically It's still pretty much a base uh, Danish style or what we're you know what we're used to as the Danish Virginias uh, The difference is the moisture content. And I think the difference in the moisture content could be because I had mine stored in a fairly good plastic bag, uh, which is still going to leak. So, uh, again, the the older stuff was a little drier. Both of them smoked well. The, the fresh stuff, a little too wet for me. But when you pick it up and you look at it and you realize that you're holding a 10 to 12 inch long strip of Virginia tobacco that's sliced a long way so yeah they make the cakes they make the the big 40 pound cakes and then all they're doing is cutting it lengthwise so these are very long ribbons of flaked tobacco that you know if you're not careful with them you'll break them um and and again intended at the start to be either further cased or further you know further flavored so these come in a very base level no nonsense flavoring without, uh, you know, and you, you, smell it and it's got that, it's got some of that grassy citrus smell to it, but it's not overwhelming. Um, you, you really don't get much of a smell from it. Even in the, in the Ziploc bag that I got the brand new stuff in, didn't get much of a Ziploc, uh, didn't get much of a smell of it. But again, you you know that's what this is intended for. This is a very mild all day long smoke, uh, not real intense nicotine kick, not real intense flavor. Just a very simple base level flavor. I I'm halfway tempted now because I've got oh I've got a pound or two of parique sitting here that maybe what I should do is try blending up some of it with some perique and see what it does. Uh, might be a, you know, might be a good might be a good base blend for some perique in it. Anyway, it's a uh, Sutliff 507C and I found a couple of uh, I mean, here's the the description on Tobacco Reviews is the ultimate natural quality tobacco, 100% A1 bright matured Virginias, pressed and single cut in the classic British European tradition. It's available for purchase by the ounce, but if you want a full five-pound brick, ask them for ask for a full five-pound brick, and you'll have this uh, shrink-wrapped or you know plastic-wrapped five-pound brick that's just all slices, and they look really cool that way. So if you get a chance, a uh, couple of reviews that I saw. One was from uh, uh, this goes back a couple of years, and it's from the Piper at the Gates of Dawn. And he says, went to the Altidus site, that was the previous owner, on the internet and browsed through their offerings list. I'm not an aromatic smoker, but do appreciate that those that are could find one indeed, uh, one or indeed several things to try. What intrigued me most was the Benjamin Hartwell blends. Those are old. Uh, They were nice enough to send me a generous sample of each. (laughs) There you go. That's really old. Um as well as several other non-aromatics I thought were interesting. All smoked well, some better than others, but the Virginia Slices was the best of the bunch by far. Being a big fan of the Kendall and Peter Stokeby blends, this offering seemed to fit in very well. The closest description I can give is that it's a very similar tobacco to Peter Stokeby's luxury blends, not the Bullseye, but the others, since it does have some mild sort of top dressing, I believe. It rubbed out well and stuffed equally well. Nice flavor and nicotine factors both. Not strong at all, but still flavorful and satisfying. Good morning or evening or even possibly an all-day smoke as well. The room note is, I suppose, uh, is good, but as I don't smell my own smoke, I couldn't remark on that part reliably, but my wife assures me it is nice. The added incentive is that it's not a British tobacco some of which, by the way, I love but hate the supply problems they seem to constantly have for the smokers in the U.S. I got the guys at uh, PipesAndCigars.com to order it for me, so if anyone cares to try it, that would be the place to go. Good stuff and very reasonably priced. Uh, so this goes way back to uh, when uh, samples were readily available and uh, yeah, <laughs> and samples were sent out through the mail. Um, Mr. Big writes a two-star rating. Uh, this reminds me of Peter Stokerby's product, luxury Navy flake, or maybe a milder or Orlick golden, uh, golden red. This just doesn't have enough strength, flavor, spice, or interest to purchase. Again, might be good for the occasional smoker and it might improve with age. Uh, so there you go. He kind of nailed the factory that it was coming from then. Anyway, uh, this was recommended or requested by review to be reviewed by uh, Dan Locklear. And, uh, you know, if Dan likes it, it must be good. So uh, check it out. All right. In just a minute, Rick Farah. This is
1: Internet Radio. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. (laughs) ¶¶
0: Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining us, we're going into pipe repair, which is a uh, yeah, a lost art. There's not, uh, you know, getting getting a good pipe job, getting a pipe done well is an art form in its own, but uh, to most people, you're known as Briarville Rick, uh, so please welcome Rick Farrow to the Pipes Magazine radio show.
2: Well, thanks Brian. How are you today?
0: Yeah, I I'm, I'm good and I, I was a little, you know, I was a little excited I thought maybe you were related to Farrah Fawcett, but it turns out that you're not and even though she's dead, you're still not as good-looking as she is.
2: <laughs> you know, and that's that's the truth and I've heard uh, her heard that quite a bit.
0: Yeah, so anyway, nice uh, nice having you on. Got to go. Um
2: no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway i, I guess, appreciate
2: I, you having me i'm looking forward to it yeah
0: yeah so now that you're now that you're here and we're stuck with you and not farrah fawcett um uh why don't you tell us all where'd you grow up and uh and how did you get involved in pipe smoking and then pipe repair well
2: uh that takes us back a while brian um Actually I, I I think I got my first pipe right around fourteen or fifteen years old. Uh you might remember this. There was a uh, uh it was a destination spot in San Bernardino, California, uh, kind of a uh, uh it was a pipe store. Uh, it's called Poor Richard's Pipe and Tobacco. Yeah. Uh back back then. And he was he was a legend at the time, known known nationwide, and kinda of like an Edwards uh uh and and others uh but his uh his son the owner of that store was my best friend We grew up together we're still uh we're still in touch now uh and you know some 55 years later but uh it doesn't have to work that way but his dad owned that store and somehow tom uh my bud wound up with one of those pipes. I never asked any questions as to how. I just accepted the gift. <laughs> and some cherry <laughs> some cherry tobacco. So I put it in there and uh it kind of started it from from there on. Now of course there did some breaks, you know, in, in between, you know, a 14-year-old kid looking all of 12 or 11, you know, smoking <laughs> a uh, pipe was kind <laughs> was kind of comical. But the the buck bit, And I tell you, I'd go I'd go into, and I always loved the store. I'd go in, you know, the, the the fine tobacco store, and there's a brick and mortar, you know, of the day. and You walk into that that very distinct smell and that real home feel with the with the oak paneling and the big overstuffed leather chairs. I mean, I just loved it. Yeah. But I was a kid, and I looked like a kid, <laughs> and. uh and kind of got laughed at for it, but, uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, it kind of stuck. So anyway, you know, you can't really buy a whole lot of pipes. So I started at that age, you know, so I just would kind of find them like we're still doing today, you know, in the flea markets or, or wherever. eBay wasn't around at the time obviously, but we'd, uh, but I clean them up. And that was, that was, for me was, was my part of the hobby. I, Played hell getting tobacco. I had to usually steal it from Tom. No uh, <laughs> <laughs> one would sell it to me. But uh, uh, but uh, you could find these old pipes. And Tom, you know, as we grew up, uh, him uh, through high school, he started doing pipe repairs as his after-school job for his dad. And you know, I'd go over and visit that. So I kind of, you know, and all that stuff, kind of just, you know. I don't know, simmered for, for years and years until, uh, until I started getting more in-depth into the hobby, started becoming a bit more of a collector and um, uh, fixing more bites, and, uh, and it just kind of uh, uh, culminated uh, to that point. And then uh, pretty much got uh, uh, lost a position as an adult, here about six years ago, that was uh, 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 that was the uh, director of recruiting for uh, a, a large trucking firm in Nashville, and they had sold and you know made those changes, reassigned my position to another one, which wasn't a good fit for me. So I decided to heck with it. I would uh, wasn't going to put my career into another man's hands again, and uh, opened to Briarville. <laughs> so the hobby was going on for, you know, years, and then just circumstances, uh, relatively contemporary circumstances, uh, uh, led to uh, opening up a uh, pipe repair business. So
0: who, uh, who actually showed you finally, really how to pack and and smoke a pipe?
2: Well. That was probably mostly trial and error back then. Uh, you know, you pack them too tight, you can't, you know, you have to suck so hard to give you a, or to get to draw so hard. You know, you need a uh, an art diploma. <laughs> <laughs> if it's too loose, it's going to burn your, you. Know, uh I don't. Gosh, I don't know. We would we sit there and just experiment, you know, and uh, and just it just kind of evolved. Now I don't even think about it. And I, I get people asking me with you know new pipe smokers, and I just say you know just do it till it becomes second nature. You'll know if your mouth is on fire, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's
0: kind. Of, it's it's kind of like riding a bike or uh, or you know women, um, just. <laughs> exactly just keep going until it feels right i mean um
2: and yeah, i was thinking that but i didn't want to say it but this year you,
0: know, you, you go for it well i'm in a mood um so the uh so your so your friend your friend acquires a pipe from his dad's store doesn't like you that much that he gives you cherry tobacco um
2: Obviously,
0: yeah. Did you? And start... then I
2: get caught in the church parking lot smoking it because the whole parking lot, while well, they were they were showing a movie, and I'm sitting there smoking that cherry tobacco, and I've got that whole parking lot smelling <laughs> <laughs> cherries. And, and if you can imagine, so like I said, some 14 year old kid looking like he's 10 or 11 with a big pipe <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Filling the audience with cherry tobacco. Uh, well, those were the days, Brian, weren't they? Uh,
0: <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so when did you uh, when did you start trying other tobaccos? Did you did you wait until you were legal to buy them?
2: Yeah, you know, it it, it, it was more or less, you know, when we're, you know, when you're growing up. I mean, hell, you're pulling bushes off and of, you know leaves off the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was that phase, Brian, you know, where the, uh, the, the tobacco always came green. I mean, we can't forget about that, but yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, well, I got serious in, in the hobby, probably, you know, in my, uh, uh, right after, uh, getting out of the air force in, uh, in 70, uh, in, uh, or rather in 80. And, and when I got back into college and we picked it all back up again. And, uh, uh, Started getting, you know, getting pipes, and and then started, and and as, we, as all of us pipe smokers know, I mean that's that's what's great about our hobby. Not only do we get to collect the uh, uh, the ingestion device, if, if you will, we get to we get to sample tobaccos from all over the world with different flavors, different, different everything, and uh, different cuts, different styles. And I've I pretty much gravitated towards all the English blends, like most correct pipe smokers do. <laughs> <laughs> Except for me. Um, <laughs> no. no. So, I had to throw
3: that in. Just
0: to... So let, let's fast forward to uh, the the beginning of Briarville. So if I understand it correctly, uh, you... Uh, you you had figured out how to clean and restore pipes all along because you were doing that for fun. And then you just said, all right, screw it. I'm done with a nine to five job. Now I'm going to get a 5am to 9pm job. Yeah.
2: Well, it was that way at the beginning. And it's that's, uh, uh, when I, uh, after the position changed, I, uh, didn't, uh, and I left that company. I really didn't have any place to go. So I still had my Class A CDL and managed to get on with the temporary driving a truck again. I hadn't driven in a while. And they weren't too choosy, so I'm back on the road again driving uh, driving a truck. Uh, <laughs> what was good about the, working for a temp service is you could do your own hours. So I came in uh, at... Uh, I came into Briarville uh, in the morning you know, with all the equipment that we just got, or I just got, and a few parts from the uh, now-defunct uh, uh, pipe makers and forging. And I had everything. I was ready to go. The only thing I didn't have were customers. Oops. Uh, so, yeah. So, <laughs> so, No clients, no pipes to repair. It was, just, uh, it was still a figment of my imagination. And so uh, the driving the truck helped, Brian. Uh, I was able to uh, do the marketing end in the morning, and I marketed to the, uh, the company uh, from 9 in the morning religiously up to about 1 o'clock in the afternoon before I would drive uh, across town to uh, another community called Smyrna, Tennessee, and drive auto parts for the swing ship for the Nissan plant out there. So I would go pick up a load of auto parts, uh, bring a uh, bring them back, and I would be done for the day. The day ended about you know midnight, one o'clock. By the time I was home again, but that lasted for an entire year. Wow! Uh, uh, that schedule, that, that Monday through Friday schedule. Uh, but during the time, though, Brian, you know, the magic started to happen. You know, clients started to uh, started to call the. Uh, those silly YouTube videos, which were which were phenomenal uh, as far as marketing uh, went, uh, and and that with the help of my brother-in-law Joe Case, who had uh, started the uh, uh who has who been making pipes for about a year. Uh, you know, we kind of just kind of hooked up uh, together on that, and I wrote in on his coattails from what uh, he had started, and then <laughs> lo and behold. Clients started coming. They, they were liking what uh, what I was doing with the with the pipes and the uh, the, the the personal service that we we gave and, and still give everybody. Uh, you know, just the one on one attention. And it's uh, and over the last uh, five years, it's it's grown to where uh, you know I'm proud to say we're a, we're a, we're a powerhouse in the industry as far as. Uh, as far as uh, pipe repair goes with, you know, literally thousands of clients and, and pipes coming in from all over the world. I'm you know, just very blessed by the, uh, by the community. We
0: will take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, pipe repair and uh, writing on uh, Joe's coattails, as Joe will tell it. And we uh, I'm also going to ask you about the worst pipe repair you've ever had to do, so stay with us, we'll be back in just a minute.
3: I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenet's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell & Deals Cellar Series, the secret ingredient, is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information.
0: We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Are you sure you're not related to Farrah Fawcett? um but no anyway uh visiting with uh, Rick Farah of Briarville Pipe Repair and com. uh so you, i mean you got you're actually not the only one that works there now correct
2: no we well, uh i've got Rich as a lead technician now we're we're looking for uh a uh, uh an apprentice to work on basically on the website uh, they will be cleaning, uh, uh, estates and loading the, uh, uh, the state pipes into the, our, our web store, which is currently kind of closed. There's nothing out there now. Uh, and, and do some shipping and receiving and, and some invoicing and that kind of thing. So, uh, so the next person we bring in will be multifaceted and, and primarily working on the uh, uh, growing the, uh, the uh, our web store.
0: And so you, well, you guys will do everything from just a, a basic ream and clean all the way up to stems and cracks and splits and stinky and nasty?
2: <laughs> Whatever you can imagine that can happen to a pipe... I think I think in in five years there's and, and literally thousands of pipes, uh there's only one job or maybe two. I looked at it and I said, hey, There's no this <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's nothing I can do without a blowtorch to finish the job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh yeah, whatever whatever you could imagine. It, it, and you know, it, it and all real uh realistically it, it it really comes down to a, a time thing is if it's uh if it's worth repairing or not. And and some pipes are, Brian. Some pipes are, are sentimental. Uh they're their heirlooms have been handed down from their grandfathers or their fathers and they're price. And these these guys want them back into shape. And, man, we're honored when we get those pipes. We get a lot of them. And, and the stories that go with them, you know, how their dad's acquired them or, or how their great-grandfather acquired them and, and how it's gone down to the family, you know, three generations. And uh, it's, it's just fascinating. So when we get those pipes, I mean, the, you know, you could imagine, you know, three generations of perhaps abuse, and we got to make them look new again, or at least like new. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's very fulfilling because you, you get the letters and the referrals and the emails and the phone calls, you know, saying, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And, you know, a grown man, our age, you know, is, is, on, is practically in tears because he's seen it all come back. He's he, he's remembering sitting on his grandfather's uh, at a lap, and you know, with him, you know, with the pipe dangling from his mouth, and the smells, and you know, the hugs, and everything else, and 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 it's all coming back to him, and and that's probably for me the most fulfilling part of this job is just extending those memories. Yeah. And then sometimes they come in, and they're and they're. You look at them and you say, no, man, dude, don't fix corn cobs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> call my buddy Scott over at Cobb, Get you a new one. You spend the six bucks, all right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was my favorite one. Uh, <laughs> when you're doing just a, just a basic Riemann clean, which is really just, you know, refreshing the pipe, about how long does that mm-hmm. take time-wise?
2: Uh, we, we, right. Our, our price list is timed to about $50.02, or $52.02 an hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's 16 bucks. so whatever that is, you know, that, into that ratio. But the short answer is about 20, 25 minutes. And, and we go through, uh, Rich will go through the, the procedure step-by-step, step, same way each time. So it's done the same way each time. Yeah, I
0: didn't. Uh, I didn't think uh, there was going to be math involved in today's class. I, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So that
2: I just threw that in to impress you because I'm really not that smart. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, I know the people you hang out with. Um, <laughs> I
2: know some of the guys you hang out with. So watch it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Touche. Oh, French word. Um, yeah. Now on a on a on a restoration. I mean that's when you get deeper in there and you really and you're fixing the stain and and really just taking the pipe back to original condition.
2: Yeah, exactly. A uh, uh, typical reason clean will will you know we'll clean it out and 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 that's for the guy that, that they already own the pipe and they've been smoking it for years and it just needs servicing uh the uh, uh our restoration special, special which is uh, $39 is for the eBay find or the thrift store find or 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 uh or one that's just uh, just really been you know uh used for quite a long time and and needs the stem refurbished it needs the rim refurbished uh needs a, a thorough cleaning of the outside and uh which we uh, uh you know, with all the grime coming off and everything else, uh, and and that's a little more labor intensive. So we're about probably about forty-five minutes worth of work into one of those, and uh, they they come back sanitized and the ghosting's gone. Typically, we take the uh, take the uh, cake all the way out, uh, and then bulk coat uh, the uh, uh, to get rid of any any ghosting. And we also bulk coat on our, uh, our reaming cleans, too, but for the most part, we don't take them. We just don't get that sanitized depth in in a, in a regular reaming clean.
0: Is there, I mean, this, this may sound stupid, but you already popped me with math. So uh, uh, is there a magic number in your mind of how many bowls before a pipe should have a just a simple reaming clean?
2: Uh, no, uh, if it starts tasting like funky, uh, and and you've pretty much gone through it with the uh, with your own pipe cleaners and and uh, uh, alcohol, denatured alcohol. Don't use isopropyl. Uh, use denatured or or your favorite, you know, high uh, uh, high alcohol spirit. You know, and that that's always fun, too, because if you get it on a lot on your hands uh, yeah. while you're sipping it and cleaning it, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can have a party yeah. uh, cleaning your own pipes. Uh,
0: Just don't smoke while you're doing that.
2: Uh, especially if it's ever clear. Yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might be looking for the pipe a little later. <laughs> uh, uh when it, yeah you know, the tars and stuff get built up in the draft as you know and, and over time the draft starts constricting so it starts, you know, to drawing a little harder and and uh, uh and and start tasting kinda of funny. So you wanna bring the that draft back to specs. Uh Italian pipe, it's typically uh, eighth of an inch. Uh, uh, everything else, five thirty seconds. A lot, a lot of the older ones, they've, they've gone up to a little more than that, but that's mostly by from use and all that. But you want to get you want to get all that back into specs, and you don't want to. You, you you need to be careful because you don't want to break the shank or have it follow wrong, and then you've got two draft holes, and that's never any really fun.
0: And you got to put your finger on one while you're smoking out of the yeah. other one.
2: So, what's this new hole in the back of my pipe? <laughs> and Brian, I, trust me, that's, that's happened more times than you thought. Well, <laughs> so I tried to drill out that, and then I go, Can you plug this hole in the back end of my pipe now? <laughs> I'm going, yeah, Well, you know what? If you're going to do something like that, remove the cake first because it goes right underneath
0: it. Never mind. Um, And then you, I mean, you guys are doing all kinds of uh, stem replacements and you've even got, and I'm surprised to see this on your, uh, on your menu here, but genuine Peterson P-lips.
2: Well, that is uh, no. Uh, it, that that needs to be upgraded. I've got a few left, uh, but when uh, when uh, PipeMakers.org went out of out of business, it, getting Peterson stems were became very very difficult. And I've been uh, uh, kind of working with Ashton Distributors, which is the Peterson distributor, as you probably know, and I got some acrylics. From them, but it wasn't really enough to keep them interested in it. So they turned me over to Peterson, and I've been trying to to work a deal with Peterson.
0: All right. So I'm I'm assuming that you've seen some uh, some pretty odd or rare pipes. Is there a is there a rare one that sticks out in your memory?
2: Oh uh, yeah, Brian. Actually, I'm really blessed in that regards as well. Uh, that all of different pipes come across. I mean, from in, literally Indian tobacco pipes, you know, with uh, stone shanks and bowls, and uh, uh, but probably one of the rarest. Uh, it was a uh, it was a client out in California. He found this pipe in a uh, uh, in a, uh, an auction, you know. It was just he gave I think he think he told me fifteen dollars for the contents of the box. He didn't even know what was in the box. So he gets us this, this box of stuff, opens it up, and there's a Dunhill pipe in there. Only it's not just a Dunhill pipe. It's the patent applied for stamped prototype for the Dunhill tan shell. <laughs> And it, it didn't have a patent number, Brian. It said patent applied for, and Dunhill made in England, and uh, so uh, he he sent it to me because he wanted to uh, sell it, and uh, and then uh, uh, so we refurb it. It was in great shape anyway. It didn't need a whole lot. I mean, everything was it was it was unbelievable. It was like, okay, yeah, well. Here it is, we'll just set it in this drawer and let it set for 80 years or whatever, <laughs> uh, however old, I can't remember. Uh, but it was just amazing to me seeing that pipe. So that might the have been the pipe to,
0: they might have brought that pipe across into the country to create the sale and, fi- and use it to file the patent.
2: Uh, very well could have been. Uh, a lot of people were speculating, and I and I can't remember all the dates. I re- did all the research back uh, then when the tan shield first came. Out, I think it was like in the twenties. Something like that. I don't remember all the stuff exactly. But I was holding it in my hand, Brian. Can you? Uh, and <laughs> and uh, anyway, we, we helped to get it sold. It sold, and uh, everybody's happy. He was happy. I got to be a part of that deal, and. Uh, in uh, the Dunhill collectors, a So wow. we'll probably see it at the show in uh, in the Chicago show in May. Uh, it'll probably be there.
0: Ooh, something for me to not spend a whole bunch of money on.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> when we hook up in the smoking tent, I'll uh, I'll take you over to the guy that bought it. He'll have a he'll have a table there.
0: Uh um. All right. So, what's the nastiest pipe you've ever seen?
2: Well, I did a promotion uh, in, in early on. It was a silly one of the, our silly YouTube videos, which I still get a lot of emails every uh, monthly. Of people ask me, "Why did you quit doing these videos?" Because I got busy, man. We <laughs> 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 work. That's why. <laughs> yeah. And and I and I'm well way overdue. I've got it, uh, and I tell everybody, "Yeah, I've got one coming. I I got to do it." or I I just got to do it or, or, but anyway, I did this video promotion, sent in the nastiest pipe and, and whoever's, whoever's, (laughs) and what I wanted to do is I wanted to get the ugliest, nastiest, smelliest, cracked up, beat up, broke up pipe, you know, in my hand that I could find and then do a before and after on video. So it was, uh, it was a promotion uh, that it did. And, uh, and then uh, the audience chose which one was the nastiest pipe to be uh, repaired, and then I repaired it. And then the winner got the pipe back and the uh, uh, and a, a, a uh, Eric Norton straight grain freehand that I had uh, there. And it was, the promotion went real well. I mean, it was it, it was well received. And uh, but I got lots of nasty pipes, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> and they and and I think the one the the one that came in had a big old burnout uh hole in it, and I used some of them for my uh stunt pipes uh they were you know the uh for in in the video, I think one of them in the pipe-o-matic where we blended it on the video <laughs> uh <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Take off from that Philly Saturday Night Live skit. You know we 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 did a o <laughs> blended a uh, <laughs> blended a pipe, and and then we shot up a uh, uh, went out to the field with my pipe bag and blew up uh, blew it up with an AK forty seven and some right That was fun. <laughs> that was the most expensive. That was the most expensive video we did. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, pipe tip. The pipe tip was simple, Brian. You don't leave your pipe bag when you go out shooting on the range. You don't leave your pipe bag out there, you know, by the target, and you know, because it it kind of got shot and blown up. But oops. But uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the silly pipe tips. I need suggestions. I hope the listeners. We'll we'll email some suggestions about silly pipe tips because I need to. I've
0: run out of ideas. Well, you could use you could use the one that I did about um, uh, uh, about the pipe that I uh, was smoking while I was in the uh, room with the little round porcelain water facility.
2: Yeah,
0: okay. In the middle of
2: one of those once.
0: Yeah, in the middle of the process of using the little round porcelain facility, I dropped the pipe right into the little round porcelain pool, um, and then had to send it off
2: for refurbishment. But we'll work on that. We'll we'll think of how. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. You know, don't eat the big white mint, and <laughs> have a stub pipe.
0: So with with that we will um we will we'll, we'll wrap this up with the fast 5 final questions no right answer no wrong answer just whatever comes to your mind are you ready Yep What is your favorite pipe
2: uh, probably my uh uh the the one I smoke on on just about every day would be an Eric free hand I've had for 20 years and uh, and I smoke it every day I know before I email you're not supposed to do that but I do it screw <laughs> it
0: <laughs> and, and that and that'll keep Joe in his place um, yeah okay what is your favorite tobacco
2: mmm a uh, buddy of mine uh, owns Big Star Cigar here in Nashville I'm going to actually see him tonight uh he formulated a tobacco called Delta Mojo, and uh, it's an English blend that a uh, recipe stole from me. But I won't go further. I won't go any further from that. <laughs> but he blends it in. I'm kidding. <laughs> and uh, uh, and it's uh, very very tasty, and uh, uh, it's an English blend, and that's probably my, my all time favorite.
0: What is your favorite drink?
2: Uh, well, uh, hmm. milk. I don't know. I don't drink
0: like alcohol. Well, milk's a perfectly acceptable drink for babies (laughs) and a cow and and people.
2: (laughs) Uh, when. (laughs) No, well, there's a story behind that, too. But I, I abused my privileges 29 years ago, or 28 years ago, so uh, I, I've, I've had to leave that on. When I started on your share 28 years ago, Brian, I had to just stop it, because I knew we'd be doing this interview eventually, and you'd be You've been waiting.
0: Um, <laughs> when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music?
2: Ah... Uh, you know, all three. It's just different uh, at, at different times, and I, and I do all three. I, I enjoy reading, and the hysterical, typical out in the lanai with the book is, is just lovely. And in Florida, uh, a movie, uh, Mrs. Briarville won't let me smoke in the house, so <laughs> uh, so I'm relegated to the shop for that, but uh, yeah, probably all three.
0: Well, from the sounds of it, you need to be in the shop more often working anyway, um,
2: uh, but, uh,
0: do you have a, uh, particularly favorite pipe smoking related memory?
2: Mm, 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 mm. Gosh, and I was thinking, man, what is he going to throw at me that I'd have a quick quip? <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that wasn't one of them. Uh, Pipe smoking them. Yeah, but it'll come to me after we hang up, I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Farrah, you should have said that. That's dope. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, one that's kind of a bonehead thing in a a pipe tip, a silly pipe tip, Not what not to do with your pipes, would be going down the interstate with your uh, Eric Norton freehand and knocking your ash out on the mirror and then losing your pipe stem you know, on the interstate, going, Oh, I'll never see that one again
1: <laughs> Fortunately
2: that that happened while I was working part time for the temp company and and that Norton that that I was talking about probably had four or five stems refurbished, you know, half a dozen times. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of, oh, I kind of see it. Look, uh, there it goes. Yeah, but, yeah, don't ask your uh, pipe going down the interstate, you know, at 70 miles an hour on the mirror. Just, because you might lose your stem.
0: Just be glad you are not just, you were holding the bowl and not just the stem.
2: That's right, and you know I also found out that pipes don't really float
0: <laughs> no, and they don't bounce real well either
2: no, they don't bounce very well either, but if they do, you got a place to send them.
0: The website is briarville b r i a r v i l l e dot com priceless pictures uh maybe some pipes for sale there's a whole bunch of stuff in there, and uh Rick, I know you guys are doing uh, doing great work and Providing a much-needed service, so please don't, please don't ever decide to quit repairing and become a pipe maker.
2: No, it was funny no. when we got into that. Uh, we no, uh, that, that was the furthest thing from my mind. There is a gazillion of fabulous pipe makers out there, and they are good. and I know a lot of them, and they're they're just stunning their work, but there. There's not a whole lot of us doing what we do, and so it was the easy way to get it. And plus, you know, the, uh, everything in the industry was moving to the net anyway. Uh, the brick and mortars went to sticks, and the pipe industry went to the Internet, so we just plumped ourselves out there and, and started started that end of it. Well, just keep doing it. Pipe repair as close as your mailbox, Brian. There you
0: go. Rick, thanks for, thanks for coming on and joining us.
2: Hey, well, thank you very much for the invitation. I totally enjoyed
0: it. We'll be back in just a
3: minute. My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at SmokingPipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection, or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at one 888 3660345 and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality, we are experts. we are collectors. We are smokingpipes.com
1: This is internet radio.
0: I am back and uh, you know what since it's a new year maybe uh, send off some pipes to Rick to get them cleaned up all brand new and shiny for you. Anyway for music. So, uh, George Edmondson wrote me over the holidays. Uh, he found a, uh, found an album cover of a blues R and B musician that I'd never heard of. It's, his name is Ivory Joe Hunter and, uh, yeah, it's some really cool stuff. So, uh, on the album cover, there's Ivory Joe sitting with a pipe hanging out of his mouth. So this one is from Ivory Joe Hunter It's called, I Almost Lost My Mind.
4: at what she said.
0: October 1914 his actual given birth name is ivory joe hunter uh, hunter was prolific in the 40s and 50s and uh, kind of crossed over into a little bit of country as well and is actually uniquely honored by both at the monterey jazz festival and the grand old opry Unfortunately, he switched to uh, cigarette smoking, and that caused his early death at age 60. You got mail. You got
4: mail. You got mail.
2: You got mail.
0: Getting caught up on the mailbag from two weeks ago uh, with Shane. Casey Ghost says it was a very good episode with two guys swapping stories on how to sell her tobacco. Very informative, but as always with tobacco, it shows there is more than one way to skin a cat. Hope everyone has a merry and safe Christmas. Thank you, Dan. Yep, uh, multiple ways to skin a cat, and if you go to a Chinese restaurant, many ways to flavor it. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, New Broom writes, I feel so inadequate because you boys speak of f- of five and up to 20-year spans to wait for optimum maturity of your special blends. When I began smoking a pipe I felt I'd be fortunate unf- I felt I'd be unfortunate to live another 5 years I was feeling seriously stressful physical symptoms hadn't smoked anything used to smoke drum roll your own in 4 years and lit up again only to find pipes and pipe tobacco a year later happily my health took a turn for the better and pipe smoking was along for the ride still for me a 5 year tobacco storage plan seems optimistic or presumptive rather like investing in art to pass on to my heirs i'll be happy to pass on a world that still produces naturally occurring ice (laughs) best stored in a cool place happy new year mike um you know let me (laughs) let me comment on that for just a minute Uh, uh so both shane and i have been in the business for a long time and this has been our livelihood for a long time. So for us to have, you know, a five to 20 years, uh, span to look at stuff, you know, it's kind of a long range game, but yeah. Uh, you know, personally I'm set now for 20, 25 years if I need be. Um, uh, but you know, who knows what the tobacco will be. Uh, I don't think you need to wait five years for most blends to hit the good spots. I think two to three years is about right. But Happy New Year, Mike. And then uh, the last comment from last week is from Crash the Gray, and he says, uh, Great show. I was happy to hear Shane Ireland grow a bit into a hosting role, and it didn't sound sales-oriented at all this time. Uh, thanks for bringing back the Twisted Sister Christmas album. I regret that I wasn't smoking a pipe back when prices were better. sellering uh, is getting more and more difficult. Being late to the game has its disadvantages, Nathan. Uh, being late to the game has its disadvantages, but not showing up for the game at all is worse. I know, that's uh, that's really deep right there uh, you know, the best time to start is right now. So like I said before, two to, you know, grab some stuff and put it away for two to three years. And if you think about it, if I started, uh, 30 years ago when I was in my early twenties, um, I didn't have that much money. Yeah. And it didn't matter how expensive things were. I was at one point, I think in 1991, I was making nine bucks an hour and I was thrilled. So, and one comment from last week, it's from Crash the Grey, and he writes a very interesting bit on Rockwell. I had no idea Kincaid like Rock liked Rockwell so much. It was nice to hear the real Bo York. He definitely was more his more of his down-to-earth self for the interview and less podcast personality. It's just interesting to hear him on the other side of the talk. Happy holidays and have a great new year. And, uh, yeah, regarding Rockwell, if you ever get a chance to get up to his uh, little museum there in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, that would be, uh, I, I plan on stopping there for sure. All right. May the rant be with you next. Cowboy. Cowboy. time ago in a galaxy far, far away, yeah, we know what that means, I saw the new Star Wars movie, and nope, not going to give away any spoilers, not going to give a review on the movie, all I'm going to say is, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, here's what happened, Uh, there was no cussing, none whatsoever, no cussing. And very few planets had uh, mixed species or races. Every race kind of stuck to their own planet. And everybody went and visited each other occasionally. Um, there was, um, you know, not, not a lot of marriages. Not a lot of marriages that you saw. And uh, no uh, same-sex couples. And um, very little smoking. There's uh, apparently uh, death sticks that you can smoke, or if you're an Ewok, you might smoke a pipe. But I believe that's all the traditional smoking that we saw in what now eight, eight and a half Star Wars movies. Yeah, eight and a half. Uh, but I'm just thinking, uh, you know, maybe a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there was some cussing and swearing because there was a lot of bad stuff going on there. and I would imagine that the occasional you know, shoot or dang or poo word would have slipped out but nope, 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 nope so maybe that's just another whitewashed version of history for you uh, I will say this in regards to the, new, uh, to the new Star Wars movie, I did enjoy it, I like all the Star Wars movies, I like them all for different reasons and if you don't like the fact that it's not following the storyline exactly the way you want it to, well don't blame the movie producers or the director, blame George Lucas, he's the one that sold it off All right, Uh, any feedback, ratings, or reviews that you could leave on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. I would really love it if you listen to this show. Just go over to iTunes, register real quick. It's free to register. You can go on there, and then you can leave a rating or review for us, and we would greatly appreciate that. We would love to run up our numbers. They seem to be sagging behind a little bit. So muchly appreciated as you're getting back to your regular routine and in the, back into the uh, out of the holidays and back to work and everything Yeah, slip on over to iTunes and give us a rating or review there on Stitcher, that would be great too comments and questions, email me directly, brian at com, or post them on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com I uh, want to thank Rick for joining us thank you all for tuning in and until next time Happy trails
4: to bomba Until bomba meet bomba Happy bomba to bomba jira bomba jira bomba Who bomba about bomba clouds bomba we're together Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you 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 till we meet again. again. (laughs) Merry New Year!
2: Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. (laughs)
4: Ha 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 ha.